couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPosito, and the Celtics squeeze out a win in Minnesota, 104-102. This was a fun one, Uh, as well as J.B. Hood. uh, The offense was all over the place. Very, very good defensive game. We'll dive into all of it before we talk about the game, though. I got to give a shout out to DraftKings. They are one of the sponsors here. Uh, and I got, I, I'm just loving it. The sports betting is officially live in Massachusetts. And this game just threw me on a massive roller coaster. I bet the Celtics, when it was a very low scoring game, still was a pretty low scoring game, bet them over 197 with the spread. So a little too. Too bad parlay there. And the Celtics were up by four with 1.7 seconds left. I tweet saying, wow, the Celtics just barely missed out on the spread. Then they give a technical to Minnesota, puts the Celtics up by five. And I tweet freaking out saying, wow, finally just won the parlay. And then Michael Conley at the buzzer hits a three Celtics win by two quite a roller coaster of events here, but sports betting making the games a little bit more fun, especially in circumstances where you don't want to see the Celtics only win by two because they led by double digits in this one, but we're going to dive into all of it. Going to follow today's podcast. Same as usual, run through play of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, And to get things started here, got to give player of the game to Jalen Brown. This was a really, really strong game from him. 35 points, 10 rebounds uh, with an assist and a steal, only two turnovers, and was super efficient. Shot selection, fantastic. Hitting buckets in big spots came up huge uh, down the stretch. Another, we talked about a 17-point fourth quarter last game. 15 points in the fourth quarter of this one. End of the night, shooting 12 of 24, 50% from the field, five of eight from three, crushed it from beyond the arc. Got to the free throw line, six of eight from the free throw line. This was a really dominating performance from Jalen Brown, and you absolutely love to see it. Uh, Wasn't a game where he came out of the gates. Actually, he did come out of the gates. He had five points in the first two, three minutes of this game. And then the rest of the first quarter did nothing, uh, but had a strong drive for two and then a transition three for from White for five very quick points, uh, but then turned it on seven points in the second quarter, had another seven in the third, and just blew up in the fourth quarter for 15. So JB was really a consistent force in tonight's game. When the Celtics really needed buckets, JB was doing it all. And I'm kind of surprised you looking looking back at the, the box score, seeing only one assist, because there were a lot of plays today where he found guys, but guys just were not hitting anything. Uh, we'll talk about the three-point shot in a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, that's also in the, the bad segment of today. Uh, but this is a game where Jalen Brown just went out and absolutely dominated, start to finish, 
really solid performance from him overall in this one. Uh, but he wasn't alone. Had some help. Malcolm Brogdon throughout really the first half was fantastic. 10 points at halftime. End of the game with 12. Played 31 minutes in this one. So second half kind of struggled for Malcolm Brogdon. But 12 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. Uh, the numbers don't really reflect, I think, what he did in this one. He was 4 of 9 from the field, 1 of 3 from 3. But j- similar to Jalen Brown, he was super aggressive getting downhill. When Malcolm Brogdon in that second quarter uh, had two easy layups, got some free throws out of it as well, and just kept getting downhill when the Celtics needed to score buckets. They scored 21 points in that second quarter, and seven of them came from Malcolm Brogdon. So he came up huge when the Celtics needed it in that second quarter to keep this game kind of close. Um, so really good for him. Then we've got we've got Al Horford. You know, this was a, an underwhelming game from Al Horford through the majority of it. Uh, had zero points, I think, at halftime, and then came out and really, yeah, zero points, two rebounds, two assists at half. And then total stat line for the game, 11 points, three rebounds, five assists, a steal, two blocks. So Al Horford, second half, I thought was great. First half, not so much on the offensive end. Defensively, I think throughout the entire night, Al Horford played pretty well. Defensively, he was solid. Uh, You like to see the two blocks. You like to see the steal. You would like to see him attack the boards a little bit more in this one. This was a a really low rebounding performance, which is a little odd. It seemed a game against Rudy Gobert, you would think you'd have Al Horford up against him. Doesn't have to go out into the, I don't know, out to the three-point lane as much. You leave Jason Tatum covering a guy like Kyle Anderson, but that's not the, the rotation. That's not the matchup that we saw Joe run with today. Jason Tatum was on Gobert a lot of tonight. Uh, and then you had Al Horford out on the wing against slow-mo uh, Kyle Anderson. And it was just, to me, it was a little odd. You would think that you'd keep Al Horford down low, conserve a little bit of energy because, you know, let's face it, Rudy Gobert is not a not a guy that's going to bang you down in the post. As big as he is, he has absolutely zero post game. He has zero touch around the rim. He can basically dunk. He's terrible at shooting free throws. And, you know, you kind of threw Jason Tatum out there. And I don't know if it's trying to get that, you know, kind of free safety role that Robert Williams used to play. But it's just, it seems like an odd matchup for today. Uh, Overall, I thought Al played pretty well in his role, though. Uh, And then you've got other guys. You know, Grant played 26 minutes in this one. The stat sheet doesn't show it. Two points, four rebounds, and assists. One of five from the field, 0 of three from three. However, Grant Williams came up with two massive plays, massive plays at the end of the game. Got the offensive rebound. Joe Missoula ran out to the court calling a timeout. They did not call it. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have been an issue. Grant Williams on the floor, jump ball. And then right after that, he quick jumps it basically gets a steal on that jump ball. And that gives Jason Tatum the opportunity to more or less ice the game, go up five 
with or go up four at that point turned into five, but go up four with 1.7 seconds left. Huge play by Grant Williams. Huge play. Uh, Again, it's a tough game from him. We'll talk about that as well in the second half, but he came up big when it mattered, right? Uh, And then you've got Blake Griffin, you know, coming off the bench as well. 15 minutes in this one, brought the energy, took two charges on Naz Reed, uh, and looked good out there. Looked really good in his 15 minutes there. Uh, And then you've got other guys, you know, Marcus Smart, Derek White. Derek White, tough game. Tough game. Had four assists in this one. Three of eight from the field. Three of six from three. You want more from them. Only nine points in this one. You want more. Marcus Smart, I tweeted out in the fourth quarter saying that I think it's time to sit Malcolm, sit Marcus Smart, put in Malcolm Brogdon late in this game. And immediately after doing that, Marcus Smart goes out there and has he pulled the chair, got the steal on Naz Reed early. Uh, and then had a massive and one over Anderson uh, to go up for 97-93. And then he had a great drive and finish to go up 99-95. So as soon as I tweeted it, Marcus Smart went out, made a couple big plays. Marcus Smart doing Marcus Smart things. Uh, but really, this is a, it's a great defensive win. Offensively, this game, bes- again, besides Jalen Brown, this game was all over the place. Uh, And we'll talk about all that in the second half. But defensively, I think it's important to note that all of these guys kind of stepped up and played big roles. Seven steals in this one. Every single person on the starting lineup had at least one, with Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum both having two. You held the Minnesota Timberwolves to 33% shooting from three, 44% from the field overall. Uh, and again, it's not like Minnesota is not a good three-point shooting team. So holding them below league average isn't wild by any means, but keeping them and forcing them into tougher shots. This is also a game. You, you've got Anthony Edwards that went out and just balled tonight. Like Anthony Edwards was five of eight from three. So you take his five of eight from three and that 12 of 36 turns into – seven of 28, right? Like that's a number. So a phenomenal game from Anthony Edwards. And this is the Celtics defense really stepping up uh, and forcing the Timberwolves into really tough shots. And you just, you love to see it. Holding a team to 102 points is good, right? You love to see that considering where the Celtics defense has looked recently. Uh, Offensive rebounds. We kept them off the glass for the majority of the night. Fourth quarter, still a nightmare. So for 40 minutes, again, the Celtics rebounded the ball really well. And at the end of the night, they ended up out-rebounding us 46-44, had eight offensive rebounds on the night. A couple of them late in the stretch, got second chance points off of. Overall, though, Celtics kept the turnovers low. And the points in the paint, they were super aggressive getting in there. The part that I loved about this game was everybody was pretty aggressive to the rim. We haven't really talked about Jason Tatum in this so far, uh, but I will give him credit. He got to the rim, was 14 of 16 
at the free throw line, despite having a, a really poor shooting night, which I will talk about, Jason Tatum at times was super aggressive. You know, he took eight three-pointers in this one, which, again, considering he had a game the other night with like 13, 15, maybe even 17, ending the game with eight, I'll take that. Do you want him to hit at least one? Yeah, probably, right? Uh, but you look at the free throws, 14 of 16. This is Jason Tatum getting downhill. And one of the things that he did really well in this game was backdoor cuts and off-ball movement. This wasn't a game where he was sitting at the top of the key looking. He was sprinting out in transition, and he was cutting backdoor, leading to easy buckets. And he was very aggressive trying to get downhill. So I'll give Jason Tatum some credit in this one. Although the total stat line and the total game overall wasn't that great. He played the game the right way. The shots just weren't falling. Uh, so I do want to talk about some of the, some of the issues that the Celtics ran into today, because this wasn't a, a perfect games, perfect game by any means. Uh, before we dive into the negatives, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt-in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. And to make this even sweeter, for all of you massholes out there, DraftKings is officially live in Massachusetts. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly, win or lose. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. So I want to talk through some of the negatives here. And I was just talking about Jason Tatum prior to the break. Want to continue that conversation with him here. Uh, So again, 22 points on this one, 12 rebounds, two assists, two steals, a block. Overall numbers are fine. However, shot selection, he still had a couple opportunities today. He was 0 of 8 from 3. 
not there was one possession where he had Rudy Gobert out on an island, nobody within 10 feet besides Rudy Gobert, and wastes five seconds on the clock, pulls up, smacks a three pointer off the front rim. Uh, and that was really the summary of his entire game today. Uh, end of the night, four of 16 from the field, so just 25%. From uh, from the field in general today, and then O of eight from three. Jason Tatum, since the All Star break, has been brutal. He is on a stretch of just not being able to hit anything. Like league average this year for three point makes is like thirty six percent, thirty five, thirty six percent. Jason Tatum in his last ten games is shooting thirty two. So well below, well below league average. And this has become an issue. And I'm again, I, I feel like I say it every single podcast at this point that he comes out and plays poorly. I'm not worried about Jason Tatum. I think come playoff time, he will be fine. But games like this, he looked bored out there. Defensively, there was a play where Grant Williams switched on to his guy. Jason Tatum sags back about 10 feet. Grant realizes that Jason Tatum did not switch fully and did not cover Gobert. So Grant runs back to get a Gobert and he ends up getting an easy bucket out of it because Jason Tatum just didn't do either. Didn't do anything. He didn't stick with his guy and he also didn't switch. And it led to a couple of just poor defensive efforts because Jason Tatum just looked lazy. He wasn't moving. And again, making eight threes when you're not hitting them is also an issue. I get that you need to take a take a shot, take a three to make teams respect your shot. You're past that point. Every team is going to respect the three-pointer from you. You are a superstar in this league. Right? Drive. The shot's not falling continue being aggressive because i will give i gave him credit he was aggressive for the majority of today's game there are still too many threes if you're not hitting them stop taking them it was tough it was tough and the shots just continue to not fall for him uh, but that was kind of what happened with the entire celtics team today you know outside of outside of jalen brown not a single person really shot the ball well from deep you got Derek White, three of six, Al Horford, three of seven. Uh, but then you've got Tatum, 0 for 8, Marcus Smart, 0 for 5. You've got Grant, 0 for 3, Brogdon, 1 for 3. This Celtics team shot 12 of 40 today, 30% from the field, 40%, uh, 40% from the field, 30% from three. They just couldn't hit anything. And the part that to me is super frustrating in that first half, the first half of basketball, we had seven assists. Actually, we had seven assists on nine field goals after the first quarter. And then in that second quarter, we had just nine total. <laughs> nine assists on 15 field goal made at halftime. So in the entire second quarter, two assists, right? The Celtics are throwing games away when they're playing like that. And then on top of that, you go again, seven in a seven in a first quarter, 
fine. Still a little low. Do out the math. You know, that is 28 assists, right? Solid number. You want to get it up a little bit. You want to be around that seven each quarter, but then you go out and put up a second quarter with just two. Fortunately for the Celtics, they corrected it and had 18 at the end of the third. So they had 10 assists on their 12 makes in that third quarter. And then what do they do? They go out and do the complete opposite and revert back to another quarter with just two. Now, Jalen Brown went off. A lot of ISO in his game today. A lot of driving. A lot of being aggressive, which I like. However, a lot of guys stuck standing around. So the this is the problem that has plagued the Celtics at times. And tonight, it was another good example of it. We saw a lot of guys standing around and not necessarily playing for each other. And I'm not going to take away from Jalen Brown's game because 35 points, he was super aggressive. He was better off taking those shots than anybody else in this one. But you've got a lot of guys that just didn't really touch the ball in this. And it's tough to watch at times. It gets stagnant. And that's when, you know, the Celtics go out and score 21 points in the second quarter, right? It coincides with the assist number that we had, right? This is the Celtics still showing flaws. And at this point, we're 48 and 22. So that's 70 games in. We've got 12 games left. 12 games left, and the Celtics need to figure out what their identity is because there are a lot of times where ball movement looks incredible and then it disappears where the defense looks incredible and then it disappears where we rebound really well. And then it disappears. There isn't one thing that the Celtics do really well that they do consistently. And that to me is still an issue with just 12 games remaining. Uh, Robert Williams, Sounds like he'll be back at some point next week. So fingers crossed for that. He'll get another maybe five, six games before the playoffs come that he actually gets to play and get acclimated with these guys because he hasn't done a lot of it this season, Uh, which again is frustrating. Uh, But overall solid win for the Celtics. They, this was a much needed win defensively. They played really well. Offensively Jalen Brown played really well. Uh, but there's still a lot of things that need to be need to be fixed moving forward. Uh, that's where we're going to wrap things up for today. If you haven't done so already, guys, uh, still running the promotion with Hopewell Hemp Farms, giving away a bunch of CBD stuff here. So make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star written review. Send me a screenshot anywhere, Twitter, Facebook, wherever, YouTube. Uh, and I will get you entered into the contest, giving away some of that here shortly. So have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?